to North Carolina because I wanted to go to Johnson C. Smith University. Um, when I went there, I was on this, you can go to college tour, and we went to all the HBCUs in the South, and I'm just like, wow, like this is, and I saw like all the sororities and the fraternities, and you know, you see that on TV, but to see it in your face and just, just the black excellence, everybody going to school and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And then when you get on the campus, they're like, oh, make sure you come to school. So I went to John C. Smith University, and when I say, if I could go back, <laughs> the best years of my life. You are now tuned in to a Power Podcast Network production. All right, welcome back to the Keep the Money on the Four podcast. I am your host, Lex Bibbs. This is episode five. Today I'm joined with one of my friends. Uh, she is a member of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. Mm-hmm. She's a JCSU alum. She is an entrepreneur. She out here in the community giving back. Welcome, Lynette Bradford. How you doing? Hi, I'm doing good in yourself. You good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy that you're here. Uh, How was your day? My day was, it was something, but I made it through. Why was it something? Why you got to take that that breath like that? (laughs) It was just a, it was a day of just trying to get things done. Had a a hiring event for the, um, the clients at the relatives. Um, Bojangles is hiring some of our clients. Okay. just getting that in order. So talk about that. You work you work at the relatives? Yes. What is the relatives actually, about? Let, let our audience know. So I actually used to work at the relatives. Oh, right now me. I'm going back into teaching. It's been a transition. It's I, been a transition. So today we I gotta my check last my Facebook day. or something. I ain't see that up there. No, bit. I didn't put it up there. I'm still, <laughs> you know. But um yeah, so I was working at the relatives, which is a nonprofit organization that helps the youth here in Charlotte who are homeless and low in poverty. Some of them are living in the tents that we see that are tent cities yeah. here in Charlotte. So yeah. I was the employment specialist, but right now I'm going back to teaching history. Okay. What school are you gonna be at? Philip O'Berry. You're going to be at Barry? Okay, right around the corner. Okay. Barry, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. So, we're still in this season of uh, COVID. Yes. Um, what's, what's these last, you know, five months been like for you? Been like for you, you know, obviously and your COVID. mom. Um, how's that whole, how's this whole thing been for you? So, COVID has been very stressful. Um, I lost my grandfather to COVID. Um, Sorry to hear that. Yeah, that was very unexpected. Um, it was very, it was tough because I couldn't be in New York. You know, my, all my family's in New York. So being down here in Charlotte, that was very, it was different, you know, can't, it was just a different experience, can't be with your family. And my mom who has sarcoidosis, she actually got COVID too. And I think that was really scary because Many people don't know about sarcoidosis, but like Bernie Mac, Reggie White, they all had sarcoidosis and Bernie Mac died of sarco- from sarcoidosis. So yeah. it was very nerve wracking. But in the blessing of COVID, I would say that out of nowhere, Sugar Me Up took, took off. Okay, Sugar Me Up. We definitely gonna get into <laughs> that. Um, Cause I, I'm really, I really wanna hear more about that. And I know, you know, obviously that's one of the reasons you're here today to talk about that. But take us all the way back. I hear the accent. I know it. But where are you from? Shot the barrel out, all that. So I am from Queens, New York. Um, Yeah, I'm from Queens, New York. My family, they're from all over the world. Grandma from Bermuda. My dad is from Barbados. Grandpa from Guyana. So I'm just kind of mixed up everywhere. Um, I came to North Carolina 
because I wanted to go to Johnson C. Smith University. Right. Um, when I went there, I was on this, you can go to college tour, and we went to all the HBCUs in the South, and I'm just like, wow, like this is, and I saw like all the sororities and the fraternities, and you know, you see that on TV, but to see it in your face and just, just the black excellence, everybody going to school and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And then when you get on the campus, they're like, yo, make sure you come to school. So I went to John C. Smith University. And when I say, if I could go back, <laughs> the best years of my life, like honestly, like the friendships I made there, the professors that I had there, joining the best sorority ever, ever. you know. Okay. It was just, you know, my line sisters and I may have had a little bit too much fun because, you know, I got pregnant in college. A but blessing came out of it. A blessing came out. Um, definitely graduated within my four years. Um, uh, shout out to my line sisters for helping me, pushing me through. And my friends who always, like Alexis and Nish and Des, all of them pushed me to really do good. And, yep. you know, when I was going to class, I needed someone to watch my son, Samir, who is an awesome little boy. How old is he now? Nine years old. Wow. My baby is nine. He's so intelligent. Wow. Um, what was your major at, at Smith? So my major was um, psychology at first. But <laughs> if everybody know the professor we had back then, I was not passing that class. <laughs> so I really went into history because I love history. And I'm happy that I stuck with history. I had the best professors, Dr. Aradis, um, Hutchins, Dr. Jones. They really helped me okay. at that time. That's dope. That's dope. So I heard you say you pledged. Um, you know, you went, you became a mom. You became a mom while at Smith, right? Yes, while um, at Smith. What else were you involved in as far as activities and stuff <sighs> like that? I should have done more at Smith. I will say that. I think I did a little bit too much partying. Yeah. I was involved in the social life. <laughs> I will say that I was more involved in the social life, but one thing when I did join um, Zeta, it was just helped me in my community service. Right. Really community service and just really getting my GPA up. Man, you guys got robbed of a 100-year a, a celebration this year. I know, which really sucks because we were all supposed to go to D.C. I was really excited, you know, boyfriend gave me the money. To, you know, yeah, I yeah, was, yeah. I was excited. There. I just got, my, got everything together, and then it just... It just didn't happen. It just didn't happen. It's just a delayed celebration for now. Yeah, it's a delayed celebration. You already know we're going to turn up. For sure, for <laughs> sure, for sure. Um, have you been able, let's take a step back, have you been able to visit New York? Or you haven't been uh, no. during these months? I haven't been able to visit New York. Um, I have an underlying health condition. So okay. I, have to, I have to be really careful myself going as much I'm trying to plan a trip now to really be with my family. I really want to get my mom down here because of her illness and stuff. So yeah, yeah. God forbid something like this happen again, I could be with her. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I, um, I get it. I, uh, I'm from the Maryland area, DC, Maryland area, and I was able to go up about a month ago and visit my family for like a week. And it, mm -hmm. was, it was what I needed. It was, it was scary because I had to leave my wife here for a week, um, but it was just so rewarding and refreshing just to be around family, right? Yeah. Um, so you graduate from Smith. What year did you graduate? 2012. 2012. Okay. What was your first job out of college? So my first job out of college was um, working at Wells Fargo Corporation, the CIC site. Okay. I was a refinance loan officer. Is um, that what they, that's like the little, uh, 
I say little, but like, is that like a call center yeah, kind don't, of thing? Don't, don't say little. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> well, I said little because I'm a Bank of America uh, customer. Big boys so I'm, well, as far as goes little to us, that's what oh, I'm Oh, okay. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So CIC. So I was working there. So what um, my position, I had to help homeowners refinance their homes. Right. So I walked them through the process. Like I work with a set of like 12 cases. So I wouldn't say we was really a call center because... It's not like you call in and no, we had to work with you for months yeah. on out. Um, that job, that was a tough job, I will say that, but the money was good. So how, how many years did you do there? I stayed there for three years. Three years, mm -hmm. and then that's how you got, it, you got into teaching after that? Yeah, I got into teaching because the job, if you love banking, you're going to love it. I was into banking. I wanted to help the youth. I was in a big brothers and sister club while I was doing the banking. Yeah. And I was like, this is something I want to see myself doing. Right. So I went into teaching and I worked at Garinger High School. But Shout out to Garinger on Shout the east side. And you were teaching uh, science over there, right? No, 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 no. I was teaching world history, world history. and African-American studies. Um, and you spent how long over there at Garinger? Three years. Three years. Mm -hmm. And then at the Garinger, you? Uh, yeah, I went and got, <laughs> I went and got my master's, my MPA. Yep. So I said, let me try the nonprofit um, sector, and I fell in love with the relatives. So when I saw the, the mission of the relatives and what they was doing, especially for our um, black community, yep. we don't, we don't realize how many youth that are homeless. I mean, yeah. kids that are 15, 16 years old. And where does that come from? Is it like can't the parents kick them out or what? Sometimes our, our kids are runaways and sometimes it's just a cycle of poverty. The parents are homeless too. We have some parents are living in the men's shelter or the women's shelter. And it's sad to say it, we still see that cycle during when the clients come and they're having babies and they don't have their life together. Right. And it's just, it's heartbreaking. It's very heartbreaking. So that's why, you know, if you saw, see me on social media, I'm all about getting volunteers right. and the relatives and being mentors. Yeah, speaking of volunteers, um, you know, I've had the opportunity to learn more about the relatives through my church elevation. Mm -hmm. and me and my wife, well, we, we volunteer a lot. And that was actually her. Um, she was a liaison for the relatives. Still is. Um, both locations. So, um, even during COVID, we were dropping off meals and oh, yeah. uh, laundry detergent and stuff like that a few times. So, you know, I love things like that. I don't need to be humble because <clears throat> I didn't grow up with a silver spoon or anything like mm -hmm. that. But it's just it's just something about volunteering just always changes your perspective on life. And it, I feel like it makes you appreciate things more. Not yeah. that I need to, but mm -hmm. it just makes you appreciate things more. So you're going back into the classroom. How do you feel about that? Oh, just waiting on this final paperwork. But yeah, um, I feel really blessed about it. It came at a right time. Um, as much as I love the relatives, I love teaching. You know, I really love teaching. I love making those relationships with the students. And, you know, not only being a teacher, but being a mentor yeah. to the students. So I'm excited, even though we're not going to be physically in the classroom. So this is going to be yeah. really new. But just to be able to stay home with my son, too, to yeah. be on his schedule, it's really a blessing. So you're a teacher and a teacher again because you got to homeschool and be on a computer. <sighs> yeah. And when you have a son who's like... My son, who anything gets his attention, distracted. <laughs> you know, you just have to be really on top yeah. of things. So, what would you say to a parent out there that's 
homeschooling their child? What advice would you give them that might be struggling with this process? I mean, because you obviously coming into it with a teaching mindset. Mm -hmm. you are, so it might be a little easier for you, but what would you oh. say to a struggling parent? It's really not easy. It doesn't matter if you're a teacher, okay. <laughs> honestly, especially because I, I taught high school, not elementary school. True. Um, what I would say is really be kind to yourself. Take your time. If you need a break away from helping your child, it doesn't mean that you're a failure. You, you need a break. You know, take that time. Um, take it day by day. Certain things you're not going to get, and that's why you have to reach out to your school, have to reach out to the teachers. Stay on top of the teachers. Um, I'm fortunate that Samir, he goes to Newell Elementary School, and the principal, the teachers, they were really there during COVID and helping him. So for a parent, just really be kind to yourself because I can't even lie. There were days where I was frustrated with yeah. Samir and with the work because I can't remember the math that they're teaching him. Right. Or they're doing it a different way. And I'm just right. like, yo. So just really be kind to yourself. Yeah, yeah. When they when they start putting those uh, alphabets with the math, I was like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> and Samir looks at me like, so you don't get this? You don't know this? Aren't you a teacher? Like, do things like that. Everybody yeah. said, knock him out sometimes. Like, uh, just go to YouTube, man. Just, yeah. just, just YouTube the problem. Yeah. Um, sugar Me Up. Yes. Talk to us about that. Where did it come from? What is it? Like, where did it come from? So it's a funny story. And like, you know, you say you went to Elevate. You go to Elevation. I go to Elevation 2 University. And my grandmother's a pastor, so I'm very faith-based. So when I left teaching, I went to the relatives. Whew. I took a pay cut and um, Christmas was coming up. So I already got my son toys and everything. And I'm just like, dang, my, um, my boyfriend, I wanted to get his mom something. I wanted to get her a gift. And I'm like, I don't have the extra money, but they're so nice to me. Like, I don't want to go empty handed. So I called my mom and I'm like, mom, what should I do? What? She was like, make a sugar scrub. So she gave me the ingredients to how she made her sugar scrub. So I was making it. And I had it in this nice little jar, and I'm just looking at it, and I'm like, you never thought about selling this? And she was like, no. So I dropped that subject, and everybody liked the gifts I gave it. They say, you know, oh, this is nice, this is real pretty. So then one day, it sounds weird, but anytime I talk to God, I'm in the shower when I talk to God. That's where I pray, that's where I can just yeah. guard and just us. And I'm like, God, if this is a business idea, because I was like, I need more money. Like, I want to have that lifestyle like I used to for my son and more, you know. So I'm like, God, if this is a business idea, give me a name, you know. And I'm telling you, clear as day, I just heard, felt, whatever, shook me up. And once that name came about, things just start rolling. And what year is this? 2018. Okay. 2018 going to 2019. Yep, 2018. Okay. Yep. That's Christmas of 2018. Christmas of 2018. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I start, um, I was doing it. I'm not going to say I I was nervous. You know, I don't know anything about business. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, everybody's trying to do a business anyway. You know, I don't want to be one of those people who just let me do it because everybody else is doing it. Because it's trendy. Yeah, because it's trendy, you know. Yep. And really, I was just really needing the money. Like, you yeah, know. Yeah. But I really, you know, I start really praying about it. I start praying over my business, like, God bless my business. And things started to move, and I start getting better. Like, I start um, looking up things and really, like, staying up to, like, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. I have to wake up at 6 to go to work, like, researching about sugar scrubs and different oils and, you know, just different things to relax the body, to enhance the, like, just different things. And yeah. it, it went off, and I made Samir want it to have his own business. And I was like, how about you help me first? 
Right. So that's why I said Sugar Me Up is a mother and son company. So Samir, he helps me with the sugar scrubs and stuff. So the products are scrubs. What else? So we have sugar scrubs. We have lip balms. We have um, relaxation tubes, which is Epsom, Epsom salts inside of it. We have facials. We have body oils. We have shea butters. We have beer butters. We are expanding. Okay, I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, what have you found to be your most successful, like, way of putting your business out there? Is it social media? Is it email blasts? Is it word of mouth? Like, um, it's social media, and I think it's like the little quick tutorials that I do. Okay. Um, I really so like I said before, I had a I have an underlying health condition, and the medication that I the new medication that my doctor put me on, it really started breaking up my skin. Now, I never went through a stage of acne. God just blessed me right there. So when I was breaking out, I started getting a little depressed. So I said, you know what, let me keep on using my sugar scrubs and things like that and the different oils I have in it. So once I started doing like the tutorials and showing people and people started, to me, I still don't have the best skin, but people really start complimenting me on my skin and things yeah. like that. So I think, just me selling my products and showing for sure know? so you almost became like your own experiment yeah in a sense so the tutorials Definitely. like you're going on like instagram live you're just making videos and you're just saying like explain a tutorial for so for me um i'm still scared to go on instagram live i don't <laughs> know why um <laughs> but what i do i just do a quick video and um, I do the sugar scrub on my face and I would show like in slow motion how my face look. And with my sugar scrubs, what people really like about it is that it moisturizes your skin. So once I put on my sugar scrub for the day, I'm really good. Yeah. I'm good. Once I rinse it off, it's, my face is moisturized. Okay. So the beard stuff, you know, is that to just moisturize the beards to help the beards grow for so the guys talk to the guys right now so for the guys you know because my son was like we don't have nothing for men but i don't want to do this and we don't have anything for guys so for the beards it do help moisturize the beards it helps the beards grow with the different oils that i have in it um i experiment on my boyfriend so i let him use it for a couple of days so with all the products of sugar me up i use it on my body before i sell it because I have sensitive skin, so I need to make sure that everything is okay. Yeah. You know, of course I tell people, you know, I'm not a doctor, you know, but I do use it on my skin before we sell it. So for the guys, the beard oil, it definitely works. My, one of my best friend, Prince, he uses it and he loves it. Loves it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, COVID happens. Did you see your business go up? Did you see your business go down? Like, Oh, my business went up during COVID. Talk about it. Was it like a specific sale or it was, just it was the, um, the Mother's Day sale? Mother's Day sale. It was the Mother's Day sale that we had. And I'm thinking like, you know, people are still nervous about homemade products, you know, with COVID. So one thing I did with the videos, I made sure I showed that I had a mask on and I had gloves on just to be, you know, I want to be careful. And I want people to know that I'm being safe. But Mother's Day sale, I mean, we sold so many boxes. Yeah. So many boxes. And I guess- What was in the box? Um, we had- sugar scrubs in a box we had our relaxation um tools we had chapsticks um and we had um kisses in it okay and you know the cars and everything so it was a really nice box and you you was able to pick out what you wanted and things like that but when i say it went skyrocket so present day still doing good still doing good i mean my line sister kayla and i we had a pop-up shop 
Yep. And it, her, hers is called um, Kay's Candy. She does lingerie. So we did, we came together and we named our papa shop Everything Sweet. And when I say that we so, we made so much money That's that good. day. That so day. do you guys plan on doing more of those? Is that one time oh, thing? No, no, no. We definitely plan on doing more of that, getting more vendors, especially vendors for like Smith and things like that. Yeah. We just wanted to see us two do it and see how it goes. And it went really well. For and sure. everyone was safe. Everyone, when you came in, you had to have your mask on and we provided masks and we had our hand sanitizer. So was it like an invite only thing or? So we did our closest friends, but they was able to bring a friend. Yeah. So we did it like that's. But honestly, we thought like, hey, maybe just 10 people's gonna come and show up. No, I think we had like over 20 people coming in and out, like in and out. And we had um, black owned, people donated their um, business cards and their products to us. And we did raffles. We had um, cakes from black owned businesses, drinks, like it was great. Um, what's, what's your most popular item right now? Oh, we have a few Talk that about sells it. out. Um, it's the tea scrub, tea tree delight. That sells out, you know, tea tree, it helps with any blemishes on your face bumps. So that sells out all the time. Um, our body oil, Shashi, which I named after my mom, that's what my grandmother used to call her. That sells out. Um, our relaxation tubes, I, they just sell out. Hey, I, listen, just, I can tell by the smile on your face, they're good. Yeah, they're doing so. I'm just um, happy. It sounds like you have a lot of success, right? And, and we've all. That's the goal. We want to be mm -hmm. successful. But what have been some of the challenges, you know, these first couple of years with Sugar Me Up? What have some of the roadblocks you ran into? Comparing myself to other people. Talk about it. So when I first started Sugar Me Up and really getting into it, saying like, hey, this is really going to be a business. It was the money of buying the stuff first. You know, before you make money, you have to spend money. Right. And just seeing how people, other people who do sugar scrubs or just anything and seeing how cute their packaging was. And I didn't look nothing like that to see how they're selling. Like, you know how people always put like, I sold a thousand packages. I, you know, I hit this goal and hit that goal. And I'm seeing this and I'm just like, yo, like, God, I'm working hard too. Like, yeah. you know, that was one thing. But I don't know their struggle, you know. Right. You know, social media, we only show what you we want to show. You can make up anything. Yeah. Social media is a magic trick. Exactly. Yeah. You know, we're not showing the whole apple that was already, you know, bitten into, you know. Right. So it was just um, comparing myself. Um, also, a lot of doubt, like, you know, Lynette, you ain't, you ain't going to do this. Right. Like, you're just going to do it. You're not going to really stick to it. But when I started, I wasn't seeing that much money. You know, I... I really wasn't seeing a lot of money. I was spending a lot on, um, I even hit you about shipping, remember? I'm yeah, just yeah. like, yo, shipping is so much money. So yeah, it was yeah, yeah. just, it was a lot of things that was going on that was kind of putting me down, but I'm just like, that's what's gonna happen. A lot of people don't make really good profits until the third, the fourth year. Mm -hmm. Some people say it to the fifth year. Yeah, to the fifth um, year. Yeah, I, I'm glad that you said that because, I mean, starting out, I was like, steady mm -hmm. you know i was always of the mindset like okay you make something you put it back in the rotation you know but i didn't see a shift in my brand until like the fourth or fifth year and that's when i felt like like now present day i feel like i'm just getting started mm -hmm. because it's like i made it past the first lap the first hurdle and stuff like that so i'm glad that you brought that up because it's so easy for us to compare yes and you know if you're comparing based off social media that's not reality for real. because somebody gets you know 
I'm just being honest. I, I know people that's out here lying, just saying things are sold out and they're not. Yeah. And just to say, yo, I'm restocking on Tuesday just to build the demand. Mm -hmm. Now, some will say that's a strategy, whatever, but we don't know. Like you said, like you only see one piece of the apple. Yes. Yes. So that was one thing I had to really tell myself, like, yo, you can't. You can't compare yourself to other people. Like, what's for you is what's for you, you right. know? So I had a really, like, kind of... Social media is, is a good thing, but it also could be the devil, you right. know? Especially when you're trying to do better for yourself. So right. I had to really kind of cut back and really stop comparing myself to other people. Uh, you can't. It's, 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 uh, it's not healthy at all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What's for you is what's for you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I like to tell people I'm in it. I'm in it for the, for the long haul. I'm not in it to, to get some quick money and to flex or nothing mm -hmm. like that like yo I, I want this to turn into something else like my whole plan is this is going to knock down something else to get me somewhere else yeah you know what i mean yeah. so speaking of goals and stuff like what's what's the next big goal for you or what is a long-term goal for sugar me up so my long-term goal for sugar me up is to really help with brown girls with crowns which is yeah, yeah, yeah. you started that at garinger yeah i started yep. that at garinger and when i stopped teaching it's really hard to keep it going that's really like my end or goal is brown girls with crowns um i don't want to go too deep into it um i'm still trying to figure it out but shaking me up it's going to be a product where i can have young girls get jobs from it yeah that's what i want to do especially when i looked at the relatives and really saw the need for um the youth to have jobs, that's one thing, yeah. one goal in mind. That's dope. Do you offer any like <clears throat> internships within your your uh, your company, Sugar Me Up? I was talking to one of my old students, she's in college now, cause I was like, dang, I need so much help right now with right. Sugar Me Up. And she's like, you should have reached out to me. And I was like, oh, that's such a good idea. So I think I'm gonna start with her probably next summer when she gets home and ask her to like do an intern. Word. Um, how do you measure success with Sugar Me Up? Is it sales? Is it, you know, making people feel good about their skin, mm -hmm. improving acne? Like, what, how do you measure for your business? I think success is more about making people feel good. You know, it's, it's of course, it's nice when you see your bank account going up. Right. But when you get the text messages about someone saying, yo, my skin feels so moisturized, girl. I've been using your product all week and stuff like that. Like, yo, this is the yeah. truth. And I'm like, nah, don't gas me out. They're like, no, <laughs> no, for real. Because I get scared. You know, you get scared about your product sometimes. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Of course, you trust it. Of course, you, you know, put your all into it. But people have opinions and right. just nervous sometimes. So when I get those text messages or, you know, emails coming to me like, yo, this is really a good product. That's what really makes me happy. Yeah. That's something I take pride in. No, it's important. Feedback is very important. Mm -hmm. um, what do you do when friends, family ask for stuff for free? Uh, How do you I, respond to that? I shut that down real quick. Uh, and the reason I, think I do that is because if you're really a family, you're really a friend, you should want to help me grow my business. Right. You know, you shouldn't look out for um, discounts and things like that. One thing about my mom she wants to get some products. So I'm like, oh, Ma, I don't even feel right charging you. Like, that's my mom, you know? Yeah. Like, Ma, I don't feel right charging you. And she's like, then you're not going to succeed in your business. Right. Like, that's what she told me. She's like, charge me how much it costs. Don't give me a discount. Yeah. And let's go. So when my mom said that, I, no, I don't do that. That's Unless dope. I have a, a sale going on. Because, I mean, shout out to my mom. I love her to death. But she wants stuff for free. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And, I'm, and, I, and I have to explain that to her. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yo, if I keep giving you stuff for free, 
I'm not gonna have a business. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I, I, uh, I, I'm not lying, but it's like you know th- what I'm trying to say is I, I need you have no idea. I tell her, I told this story. I'm like that shirt you asking for. What if it's my last one? And what if the person that wants it, not say it's an influencer, but it's somebody with a lot of followers that can one sale can mean 14 sales. Yes. You know what I mean? So I'm yes. just trying to tell her like. I get it, you like it, but mm-hmm. I really need to sell this shirt. So either you buy it or you let me sell it to somebody else. But, you know, sometimes I cave in, sometimes I don't. I got to stick to my guns. But, mm-hmm. you know, that conversation is very important with family. It's like, look, like, I want to be in business. I really can't afford to give anything away. Right. You know what I mean? But it's hard on us because we are black owned, because it's our mom, our dad, our frat brother, whomever. People think like, yo. I get a discount, but it's like, yo, keep that same energy when you go to the mall. Like, exactly. They ain't giving you nothing for free. Exactly. Yeah. Um, what is your thought about this whole, you know, concept that we're in and supporting black businesses and recycling the black dollar? Like, what do you, what do you think about all that? Um, I think there's something that's really needed. We need to cycle the black dollar. I think we do have to support each other. But when it comes to supporting each other, I do think as a black owner, we have to be responsible and giving our community the best customer service. You know, we can't just be slack because there are some businesses that are slack, you know, and it's like, oh, but you got, you know, we black people got to stick together. Yeah, that's true, you know, but keep that same energy. Give me a great customer service like I would do for you. Right. So it's just like, you know, of course, we're not going to have a lot of the things that other companies may have, especially we're small, we're starting off. And I think sometimes even customers have to have patience with us. Yeah. We're not able to get, I had one customer and I'm like, yeah, it's going to, you know, my stuff is homemade. So it's going to take a couple of days. You know, I ran out of it. I told them I ran out that product because they emailed me and I said, I ran out that product. So give me a couple of days to make it, you know, oh, it's going to take that long. Like kind of like went off and I'm just yeah. like, would you do that with another company? Yeah. I just had a, uh, a little experience with a, um, a black owned business and I'm not here to bash anybody, but I was just hitting them up because some time had passed. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, hey, any update on my order? And their response was, you must then read our website. And I was like, uh, it, I read the description mm-hmm. of the product I purchased. Well, if you looked on the frequently asked questions, you would have known that our products are made to order. I'm like, who looks at the frequently asked questions? Like, if, if that's the case, mm-hmm. to me, it's not my business, but to me, if it's made to order, put that in the description. Yeah. Don't put that on a link where I'm just trying to get to it because if it's supply and demand, if your product is this popular, I want to mm-hmm. get to it. You know what I mean? But I'm, I'm like you. You got to be patient and you got to be transparent with people. Sometimes I do pre-order. Sometimes I have the stuff right there in my office, but I'm telling people that. Sometimes I tell people, hey, look. You know, what you ordered, I got to get more of, but I'm going to go ahead and ship the other three items out yeah. to you and you'll get it. So just letting them know. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. And even with that, the message you receive, I think instead of just saying, well, make sure you look at the website. No, just tell them like, hey, in our website and just get the information and keep it going, you yeah. know, because it comes off being like a smart butt. Like, to they me. definitely was being smart, but yeah. I mean, you know, I get it. I get it. Um what keeps you going with, with Sugar Me Up? I mean, I know obviously you have a son and some people use their family or their, their kids as their motivation, but what keeps you going? Uh, of course my son keeps me going. I will definitely say that. I think everything I do, you know, and I know it's cliche as a mom to say things like that, but to be honest, you know, I had my son at a young age. Um, 
I was down here in North Carolina by myself. I didn't have any family down here. Um, it was just myself and the father of my child. Um, when we were together, it was us two and doing it by ourselves. And anything I do, I just want my son to be proud of. Right. You know, I want my son to be able to say, yo, my mom did this, she did this while she had me. And if she did this, I can do it. You know, right. I, I, that's, I don't know how else to explain it, but I really just want my son to not have to beg for anything. You right. know, if he needs to, if he wants to go to college, we don't have to worry about student loans and things like that. So when he grows older, you know, of course, like I could say for me, my mom didn't teach me about student loans, my family, because they didn't know, right. you know, and we didn't have the money to cover my college fees. So I, that's what really keeps me going. I want my son to be good. That's good. That's good. Um, how can people get in touch with you? How can people, you know, uh, champion your products? Do you have any specials going on right now? All of that. So if you get in touch with me, I'm on Instagram, sugar underscore me up. And then I do have my website, finally. But um, I started my website like, what, two, three months ago. It's sugarmeupco.com. Um, also, you can email me. My email is on the website. You can always get to me. Um, do I have any specials going on? Not at this moment, but I am about to do another raffle, which that went great. It was a $5 raffle. So I'm in between of doing a free one right now where you get a couple of items for free. Okay. Okay. Man, this is, this has been dope. Uh, I learned a lot. I need to get some of that beard cream. I just shaved whatever little rubbish I had down on my face and I'm trying to start back over. Um, but we'll definitely love to order some beard cream and I ain't gonna give no review. I ain't gonna go live or nothing like that. But I, <laughs> I do believe in uh, supporting. You know, I think what was that Christmas? I copped something for my cousin. Oh no, was it that? was Mother's Day. Oh, it was Mother's Day. It was Sorry, Mother's Day. the holidays are running. But yeah. yeah. But again, like people like that feeling. She posted about it. You know, kind of. You know, when people post about it, saying they use it, that's almost like a review, right? Yeah, I, I. I'm telling you, if you don't even, I love when people repost my stuff. Yeah. That's what I love. You know, some people can't, don't have the money to buy things. I don't get mad about stuff like that. Like certain friends can't, you know, but when you repost my stuff or, you know, help me with coming up with names and things like that, that's what I love. I love things like that. I'm going to help you come up with a name for something. I don't know. Because I use a lot of shea butter and stuff too. I don't know. You don't know? I think about it. <laughs> All right. That's cool. Well, listen, I appreciate you. Uh, man, this is another episode of the Keep the Money on the Four podcast. Lynette Bradford, Sugar Me Up. Thank you for tuning in. See you next time. Thank you.